You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Uh, obviously dropped the Saddle Club last week, which was met with uh, global appreciation and what one would describe as an immediate success. Uh, just It just shows you, you know, that when you try things, often, especially in our situation, it always works. So... Glad you enjoyed the Saddle Club podcast last week, punters, dribblers, but we're back this week in what some might call, you know, dormant or inclement sporting weather. Uh, Joined at the hip, as always, my good friend, your good friend, Edward Simpson, how are you? Good. Rousing intro. Uh, Thought it was great. Yes, we did release Saddle Club last week. Yes, we did receive critical acclaim. Yep. No, we weren't surprised. No. Yes, we are in inclement times. Sporting wise. Yeah. yeah. Sporting wise. Look, it's a bit it's a bit dull November. It's up and down. There's it's moments of there's moments of like, oh, it's great. And then there's it's just drop offs where I'm sort of I find myself going like, what do I Well the what thing am is, I doing? The thing is, I mean, we did the Saddle Club last week, but were we going to come in and do a podcast in and around the Melbourne Cup? No. No, no we weren't. And, and Not unless it involved Rosé and us getting blind. Yeah, and it didn't. And also it was like, I don't know if I've got enough to sort of wholly and solely dedicate a podcast to the Rugby World Cup final. You know, like we've now got time. We've given it a little bit longer where we can come in and there's a bit more to put together in this, uh, you know, uh, mixed bag, if you will. It's all... It, to take a word that you used earlier off mic, off air, it's a holding phase. Yes. We're in a holding phase as we wait patiently, but running out of patience for the start of the test cricket season. Yes. Definitely running out of patience. Now, there's a bit we'll, uh, we're going to talk about this week. Now, the rugby league off season, just when you think that uh, it's maybe reached a lull, then David Fafita decides to take charge. Such is, you know, as a young up-and-comer, got the game on the back of his shoulders, he's decided to take the off-season in a certain direction. Not an overly unpredictable one, but we'll, we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. Also, in and around that, Eddie, we will have to discuss Latrell Mitchell's just uh, mind-numbingly boring contract saga that the uh, NRL journos are struggling to uh, concoct. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're in a bad way, the journos. The journos are on Struggle Street. <laughs> they're in a bad way. Um, obviously, there's some other things, Eddie, that I've tidbits? put down. Tidbits? I've forgotten what they are. Well, the fight of the century, Barry Hall, Gallon, this Friday night. Yes, it is this Friday night. We will be touching on that because I think there's a bit there yes. for the punter and the, the dribbler. dribbler. There are... We're, we we will touch on the, the Rugby World Cup final in no great detail. No, not great detail. Not great detail I'm going to... I might give it a minute or two. Yeah. Maybe I'm it'll go say, longer. Maybe it'll go shorter. It'll be pixelated. It's not going to be high definition. No, no, no. It's not HD light at Brookie on a Sunday. No, 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 no. But we will touch on it. Uh, and then... Some good dribbler dribbles this weekend, both dribbler hotline and dribbles from the dribbler. Dribblers have been active. I think it reflects the fact that there's not a whole lot of sport on, so the dribblers get toey. Yes. It's like a windy day at primary schools where the kids go mad. They go mad. The dribblers go mad in November. Always have. Yes. November and February, the, the dribbler 
loses, loses it. it because they're left to their own devices. Yeah. They don't have things to distract them. Mm. It's like footy players in the off season. Oh, that's right. Dribblers in the off season. Turn to the dribbler hotline. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if it wasn't there, I mean, geez, master stroke, really. Yeah. I mean, you think we don't do anything for you. <laughs> I'll give you the hot tip. Without that dribbler hotline, a lot of you would be in prison. But before we get into the sporting week that was, Eddie, I have to come clean about something. Yeah. What's up? I am a cricketing hero. <laughs> Been waiting for this. I am a cricketing hero. There's no other way to put it. Mm. And I don't like, and I mean, neither do you. We are we are a humble podcast first. Always and have been. Humility first. Never ones to talk about our own sporting heroics. No. Unfortunately, though, sometimes you have to, right? Humility right. first, honesty second. Yep. I've been humble. Now it's time to be honest. So thick ropes, county 11, punters, dribblers. Obviously, you know, uh, the, the favorite team of the punter dribbler, right? Well, they're the dribblers team. The dribblers team. That's exactly what they are. Now, we are six games into our 2020 season. No. Is it? Is it? Is it 2019, 20? Uh, no, no, no. So we the... finish in December. Okay, so we've got five-ish games left. And then we start again, I think, in January. So 2019. So. Yeah. It's also a year-round competition, which is so dope. And I'll be in it year-round. Winter? Yes, bro. Okay. Like that. Anyway. So... Uh, we are still yet to record a win, mm. but I just would like to, and we're, you know, as a team, as a team, but individually speaking, there's a whole other box of dice. I don't know if that's a term fruit box of fruit could be kettle of fish. Now, obviously we lost that. We played this team, the team that we lost to on the weekend, we played them in our first round. And that was after being bounced out from a huge, huge night at Hans Zimmer. So they got us at our worst. Mm. Now we came Post Hans is tough. Post Hans is you're never going to have a good time uh, on the cricket pitch. Now, anyway, look, I, I will draw the attention to the punter and the dribbler for the last time I claimed to be man of the match. And I didn't claim to be, but I said I deserved it. Now, I wasn't given man of the match that time. I found out that it was went to some other dude. Th this weekend is proof that the whole system's flawed because now I can say hand on heart, I really should have got man of the match and I didn't. Will you want to explain why? I've, I've, I've spoken to your captain and he is of a different opinion. <laughs> He's of a different opinion? Yes, he is. Yes. Okay, well, so uh, three for 26, bowling figures, bowling leggies as well. I feel like I had the future ghost of Shane Warne living inside of me. Sure. Three for 26 or four overs, some beautiful leggies, dude. Like I had, I had a week off. Uh, because we got so many players in the team, you got to have a rest, give it, give the boys another go. So I was bowling offies initially. My two weeks off, I went to the nets, started working on my my leggies. Mm. Bowled two boys clean through the gate, beat them with flight turn. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly, if I wasn't wearing undies like tight, you know, you would have been able to see my erection through my shorts. Mm. It was the most satisfying feeling in the world. Three for twenty six, uh, best figures for our team. Uh, in the history of the comp, and then I went out and I got fifty not out with the bat. Did you get him? Did you get someone with a wrong one? Did I hear that correctly? Uh, now Chica was telling someone I got him with a wrong one. Yeah, well, that's again, that's what I've been told. Now and I thought that that's probably where the podcast would have started. No, see, I think I got a catch with the wrong and didn't bowl with the wrong one. Right, and that's what disappointed. Always me. found it hard to land the wrong one. It's almost impossible, and obviously that. 
you know, puts my feats in perspective, the fact that it's almost impossible and yet I had managed to do it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Three wickets, two beautiful, gorgeous uh, textbook leggies, uh, generational leggies, and then one wrong and bamboozled about it and skied it. Wicketkeeper took a couch. You know, hooting and hollering. Hollering and hooting. Hollering and hooting. People going wild. Girlfriends are all there. Girlfriends and fiancés. Obviously, you guys know I'm Is this the first time that... Steph has attended a sporting event of yours post knee Rico. Yes. Okay. So this was redemption. This is redemption. Yeah. This is redemption. Ten years on, at least. At least ten years on, and a lot of water under the bridge. Plenty of water. Well, you've added the water to the body, <laughs> to, the, to body. the frame. Yes, a lot of water yeah, added yeah. to the frame. It didn't go under you at all. No. It went I into took it you. on. <laughs> so anyway, then I've gone out to bat. Now, obviously, uh, top scored. With the bat, mm. third top scored for the game. The two other two guys in the opposition got more than me, but they didn't get the wickets. Now, second shot into my innings, I've gone to run two punters dribbles. I know this is indulgent. I know that this level of in-depth analysis of my game is indulgent. I said before to the boys out outside before we came on air, I go, I know this intro is going to go for half an hour. I know it is. <laughs> they go, are you ready for that? I go, I have to be. You got to know. I know it's going to be half it's an hour. It's going to be. And it's already what? 15? At least 15, 20. Got to be. So I'm running back after, I'm turning to run back for my second run of the game. And whatever the muscles are in my lower back or whatever the ligaments are in my lower back, basically all just snap at once. I don't Slip know disc. How, I don't know how I'm walking, basically. Obviously, I make it back for two, but then I have to go and tell Chapo who uh, I'm batting with and just go, look, mate, it's boundaries are plenty from here on in because I can't run. It's boundaries or very slow singles. Anyway... As it turns out, I get to 50, I have to retire because, you know, I'm not allowed to bat any longer. It's like it's not fair. Is there any truth in the claim that you got your runs? Now, I wasn't there, mm. so I'm asking. Mm. That you got your runs against the two worst bowlers in the history of the competition who were both very girthy men bowling pies. Is now, there any truth in that? There's a, it's, it's a very nice narrative to spin, but I would make the argument that the two worst bowlers in the competition are probably from my team. Well, outside of the thick ropes county level. No. So there were some. But to be honest, the worst bowler of their entire side was actually the hardest to play against. I barely got any runs against that chubby bastard because he bowled such a disgusting delivery <laughs> and such a like a ridiculous length that it was like... Did it bounce twice? No, but it would bounce... like It was like if you step forward to him... You've got to step a fair way down the pitch. And if for some reason you miss it, their wicketkeeper was actually quite talented. Think he was first division, comes down to fourth to troll poons like us. Mm. And he was stumping people left, right, and center. So he kept you in your crease. He kept me. He kept, the the wicketkeeper was a better, like his, his keeping kept you, you know, a little bit guarded when you're facing pies yeah. from these fat dribblers. But chicka i believe skip yes he would be saying that because he has he, he fancies himself as a batsman and yet has a poor average okay and he's you know he's so it's a jealousy few, oh mate without doubt because i mean like we've all faced quick bowlers bruh but you know his top score is eight so now how does that not get man of the match that's all i'm saying well, you tell me. This you, you didn't top score, I believe. I got 50 runs and three wickets. On the top of my head, there was a Kotze. Someone Kotze that yes. got 80 off? He got 70 runs. 
70 runs. 70 runs. And how many wickets? One. And you got three. And 50. And he won. Yes. So that's where I think... Like, you weren't so dominant that it had to be given to you, whereby oh, I, I think... Mean, oh, look, you're in a winning side. I think you get the chocolates. I think yeah, you do. Look, it's tough. I tend to disagree, and I tend to think that I was robbed. But I'm also... But you know, what, you're out there for Ws, though. That's that's what I'd also argue. Yeah, but see, I tell you what. I tell you what has been amazing about joining this cricket competition is... Um, Look, we're huge fans, friends of the show, the Great Cricketer, Great Cricketer podcast. I assume you've all heard of it. Uh, they've just hit their two millionth download, I believe. Congratulations, boys! But I've always, we've always loved and enjoyed that show mm. and their humour. But I haven't played cricket for so long that there was elements of it that I just sort of that you probably just didn't realise you didn't get. But a lot of their humour is transferable to wider life. This cricket humour. Mm. But since playing this cricket, I now get it even more than I ever thought I could. And that is because even though we lost... I won. I won. <laughs> well, congratulations, Tom. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate everyone coming with us on that journey mm. uh, and allowing me to relive it. No, it won't be trimmed. No, that'll be uh, in, in its entirety. Uh, it's my actually, back is it, fucked. Uh, Just so you know, my back is fucked. I was laying down... On the ground when I got home after the game on Sunday night, ice, ice pack, heat pack, ice pack, heat pack, stretch. I could barely move. And now obviously today because of because of the uh, athletic memory that my body has, I'm bouncing back a little bit. It's funny that you should mention that your lower back was fucked. Mine too fucked in the last what's more than 72 hours whatever four days friday morning so the fellas and i like to enjoy it. so friday night thursday night um very taxing game of oztag are the are the, are the bucks back the bucks are back yes the bucks will be playing div one this year wow. yes our, our assault on the big time is confirmed as of today we were given confirmation bucks by, are back. by the higher powers that we will be playing div one uh the last three rounds have sort of been testing where you'll sit yes Anyway, we didn't have any fucking sub, subs. All the boys out on the piss. We were down, men, and had to play the full the full forty, yeah. which is taxing on the bot. Oh, absolutely. Right? So really put myself through my paces. Yeah. Um, didn't warm down. That's probably an error on my part. Yeah. I should have known better. Yeah, you should have. I'm not 18 anymore. No. And and to the punter and the dribbler, I always recommend warming down. 100%. Got to warm the body down yeah. to a uh, air temperature. Never warm up. Warming up's for rookies. <laughs> Mate, you're getting it all wrong. You'll get warm quickly. It's yeah, about warming it's down at a, at a sustainable rate. Correct. Always said that. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't practiced what I preached. Anyway, a um, couple of beers after the game. Also not great for recovery, no. but delicious. Yes. And it, important, but not good. Good for camaraderie yes. and team and shit. Team bonding, yeah. you know, all that. And for nectar in yeah. the mouth, yeah, but yeah, yeah. not good for warming down. Um, get up early, five to six, to go down to Bondi for some beach volleyball. What day is this? Friday. Wow. So I haven't had a whole lot of time to recover. No. Probably only looking at maybe 12 hours, maybe. Back to back to back. Not even. Maybe 11, 10 okay. hours. Uh, get down there, beach volleyball, having a great time. Uh, beach volleyball is a 360 degrees range of motion. Very Everything demanding. is on the... T every every possible movement is on the card. That's right. You're up and then you're down and you're all around. Back, forward. Forward, down, up. It's 360 stuff. Yeah. Um, 
except for underneath the sand, obviously. But other otherwise, whatever All that but range. 360. All but yeah. 360, right? Um, I've gone down for a, um, I think, a spike, but like trying to get, just trying to salvage the ball off the... See, off now the, I feel like a spike's when you hit down. Well, like a... Whatever that Whatever is. Whatever that is. You know what I mean, punters, jewelers? Where you go from down to down up. Down to up. <laughs> Thumbing it. Thumbing it like up. Like a, a, a jewel-handed th- yes. bump up. Correct. Um, and something's twinged, and I've gone immediately, ooh. Have you bent at the back? Like, have you bent at the hips to try and get down? Well, I don't know because I'm in the throes of competition, Tom. Yeah, of athletic prowess. I, I'm just not sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, video replays would be conclusive, <laughs> I imagine. Uh, unfortunately, cameras not... <laughs> down there that morning <laughs> surprisingly yeah um and now i'm starting to go holy shit and then from that point on i'm trying to um put off the inevitable in my mind by saying perhaps it's a, a just a twinge yeah and then i can play through Run this. it out you know what i mean maybe like a, a jar yeah you know you can play on after a jar yeah yeah if it's not too bad wasn't the case. It wasn't and a jar. It, it wasn't a jar. This is a full-on slip disc, yeah. I'm calling it. I mean, I'm not sure. Well, broken back, potentially. Potentially broken back. I mean, I'm not a doctor. No. But you know all signs point to broken Athletes back. Athletes know their bodies. All point. All signs point to broken back. I've tried to carry on. Um, after that point, I was rendered useless, and we went on to lose <laughs> the game. Surprise, surprise. Um, How many aside? Three, three. Okay. Because... You, you, it keeps the ball up. Yeah. Two's a big day. Yeah. It's- and four's ridiculous. So three's a nice number. Um, anyway, so throughout the day, it gets worse and worse. I go into work, can't, have to go home, and then I was rendered horizontal for the next 24 hours. I'm only just starting to come out of it. Yeah. Moral of the story is, punters, dribblers, got to warm down. You got to warm down. Also... Uh, maybe just start looking at your core. Just start looking at core work. You know, start considering it. Because I don't. We look. It's you don't necessarily have to get down on your back and start smashing out crunches. But it's no, important to think about just the to core. think about it. Because yeah. half that's half the half, half the, the job. I think, yeah, I think thinking think about it can that. be <laughs> thinking about it is half, more than half the job. That's right. Thinking about potentially doing some crunches or addressing your core based issues yes is the biggest hurdle in the life and love of the punter yeah and the future of your back yeah and i tell you what there is no more humbling experience than uh having back problems my uh baby girl steffi was pissing herself laughing she said it looked like i was in labor as i was on the floor trying to get up from the floor to just my knees to then get up to get out of my bedroom when you can't when you can't move like when i couldn't get my underpants on or my shorts your on your socks you can't do anything You're forced to shuffle shuffling everywhere trying to pick things up with my toes and like flick it up to me so look that being said punters dribblers Still managed to achieve greatness while injured, such as I, when I got 50 with a bad back after two balls because that 50 came off the back of a bad back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd also like to say to my captain who's telling you, Furphy's outside the studio here, that I didn't score brave runs because they were against some shit bowling. His words, not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Score runs. Chicken score runs. Contribute. Score runs, take wickets, score runs. Captainess. You yeah. know what I mean? Also, warm down, punish dribblers. Warm down, punish dribblers. That is uh, the key message from this show. Now, Eddie, just have a look over there. How long has this intro been? 
It's been 25 minutes, so I, I felt it. I felt it. You felt it in your bones. Yeah. Well, we did have a week off of sorts. That's true. And we do have an excuse for being indulgent because we're atop the heap. We're atop the heap and we're physically gifted. When you're atop the heap, you can be indulgent. Yes. We never are, but we are being now. We're also humble. All right. So, obviously, rugby league off season, um, it rolls on. I, we'll start with the Latrell Mitchell contract saga there before we get to David Fafita's Balinese uh, bad boy antics. Mm-hmm. I could not uh, imagine a more boring, uh, or you know, I can't imagine. It's it's obviously a tough job for the NRL journo to try and get through an off season where there was a lull. There was Big Nell biffing outside of the nightclub in Bali. Yeah. Big Nell gave it his all. Big Nell gave it his all, loves to throw, did biff, biffed the fuck out of someone. We've moved on from Big Nell. We've moved on from Big Nell, and then there was nothing. And so the journos of uh, the rugby league world have to start going, all right, what stories are we going to write? How are we going to get something going here? So it all came about bloody Latrell Mitchell's contract, which if you don't know, he's under contract for next year and it's only in 2021 that he has to go somewhere else but it was just the most boring non-stop lazy bullshit where it's just like oh is he going to the Cowboys oh the dogs want him oh now the Tigers want him as well the Roosters don't want him and you're just like like leave this dude alone mate every single rugby league article was about Latrell Mitchell every single one where'd he get this car who owns this car Polaris denies it's his car oh it's his mate's car oh we can't afford this oh he's going off the rails Latrell's losing it Latrell's going and Latrell's just sitting there like can you just fucking leave me alone? Like, it's yeah. the off-season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wonder why, like, why, uh, you know, whether it's uh, editors of the Daily Telly or Fox Sports shit or anything's like, hey, boys, we got anything other than Luttrell stories that we can go here? Like, I know it's the off-season and we're in a, an inclement weather sporting-wise, but can we not just think of something else? There's got to be other shit you can talk about, whether it's teams back at preseason, something like... Go out and find a, a feel-good story, Go out Tom. and hunt a feel-good story. Someone out there is doing something nice for someone. Yeah. I guarantee you. Tim Manor and, and a couple of boys are over in Africa yeah. doing some charity work. There's bloody... There's beautiful a, story there, Beautiful mate. story. There's, there's a million There's, look, a million there's beautiful stories, stories everywhere, yeah. all right? Everywhere you look. They would be, and we'll get to we'll get to Big David in a second, but they would be licking their collective lips at the moment going, thank God we've got another yarn here. Well, I mean, Latrell would probably be saying thank God. 100%. Like, Jesus Christ, 100%. man. This contract saga. And he kept putting up on his Instagram, I'm pretty sure he was like, uh, literally, I'm like, I'm going on holidays, man. Like, But also, like, who cares? I mean, are you that... Equally, equally, who that, cares? Are yeah. you that, like, interested about where Latrell goes? Obviously, I care where he goes, but I'm not... I'm not setting my alarm to get up at 5am to get the latest scoop from some where- washed-up journal about where Latrell may or may not be going in, you know, 18 months' time. No, who gives a shit? Like, in the sense that... He's not that... He's a big deal, but he's not that big a deal. But, but it's not even that. He is a he's a big deal, but it is also like but not to warrant the no. But it's just, it's just it's just rugby league signings, right? Like he may go somewhere, he may not go somewhere, but also I don't need up to the minute. No, 
I don't need up to the minute uh, sort of uh, breaking news. I don't need. I don't need live crosses. I also, on future. Hey, no more speculation. Come to me when you've got some news, because all they're doing is going. Oh yeah, he the, he could be talking to the Bulldogs. Oh yeah, the Bulldogs have now come out of the race. Oh, he could go to the Tigers for this money. Oh, he could, like hey. Yeah, sure. He could go anywhere. He could go to rugby union, although he wouldn't. He could go over to bloody Europe. He can do any of this shit. But you're not giving me any news. It's breaking rumors. That's all they fucking do. Call it breaking rumors. Be honest. Be honest with the punter and the dribbler and just call it breaking rumors. Because at this point, there is more teams associated with Luttrell than there is than there isn't. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, there's more than 50% of the rugby league teams are apparently signing. Link to a there's the trend. Roosters, Bulldogs, Tigers, North Queensland, Newcastle. Uh, and Penrith. Penrith. And even if they're linked by just going, we don't want him. It's like, Penrith Titans. Linked. Titans. Like, Jesus. Let's be Christ. honest. Who the fuck wouldn't go after Luttrell? That's it, the thing. Who wouldn't? You've got the coin. That's it. If you can afford it. And, and then, you're going to put him at fullback. And, them, and they're going like, oh, you know, he's. Uh, they're talking about him like asking for too much money or like he wants. It's like, bruh, if you could get a million dollars a season, there's nothing wrong with you even just considering that. If he, if someone wants to put him in that one jersey, then yeah, yeah, he gets a million. A he season. gets a million a season. That's what he's worth. That's at, his market that's rate. That's it. At, at fullback. At one. At fullback. Not in the. Not centers. in the centres. But and that's why he wouldn't get a million at the Roosters. Mate, they're giving him 800. They wanted, they, well, they tabled and have withdrawn an 800K offer at the Roosters. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but it's not for the Roosters when you are wildly cheating the salary cap, right? I know. But it's, so, just, it's just further proof. Well, mate, and, and then, look, that gets us on to David Fafita, who the Roosters are also somehow disgustingly in the oh, race Oh, because for. Cooper Cronk's Cooper Cronk's left, though, apparently. So cool. So I'm right. sure they're not bumping up the contracts of any of their players who have now become premiership winners. Uh so, David Fafita, uh, the next big thing in rugby league, I think you could call him. Uh, he's 19, plays for the Broncos, uh, played Origin for the first time this year, and his back end of 2019 uh, was damaging, to say the, the Raucous? least. Raucous. And I'm just talking from a rugby league sense. It has since got even more damaging and more raucous postseason, which is when... Arguably, the rugby league uh, brass need some of their younger talent to be doing the most work because, as we've just outlined, we're stuck with breaking rumours about Latrell Mitchell's future. And you can tell that Todd Lee Greenberg, you bet your last dollar you have, he's going, we need more yarns Mate, here. I'll give you the hot tip. Todd Lee and his... Uh Gang of merry men, the, the gang of merry men. They 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 sat down in the war room and they go, "We're going to come up with something. We're going to come up with something quick. We need to get the riders onto this. We need, yeah. Where are the riders? I mean, they this don't hand out, they don't hand out logies for nothing. No. Get them in here, chain them to their desks, and get them right. We need the top riders from home and away. Yep. Neighbors. Yep. Uh, what other shows have we got? Blue Heelers. Yes. Er. Er. <laughs> well, that's American. That's American. What's but the hey, they won. They won stuff. Well, get them over here. Yeah. Well, there was the Australian version of Er. Uh, McLeod's daughters. Sure, that'll do. <laughs> um, did we have an Australian doctors one? I think we did. All Saints. <laughs> The lead writers from All Saints, we get him all into a room yep. and we write NRL off-season 2019-20. And that's what you're seeing. 
young upcoming throbber in the prime of his of his young life. Well, about to sign a life changing, potentially one million dollar a season. He'll get a million dollars. Well, potentially. I mean, because the the thing is, the Bron- I don't know who can afford him, but the Roosters, if the Roosters get him, they'll probably pay him a million. But look, he's he's on he's in the he's on the the edge of the next like a, a huge huge meteoric rise. He's, and a your, milestone. he's, he's your perfect protagonist to carry us through the offseason. That's it. So we need this young, gallant throbber Mm. to uh, fall afoul of some Balinese Seckies. Now, if you believe what you read, Eddie, and I choose to in this situation... When it comes to the offseason and drama surrounding it, like legitimate drama, I I believe what I I read. I tend to believe what I read. Obviously, all alleged punters dribblers, but... And I will say this, and this is hand on my heart. I swear to God, this is how I this is this happened. I was flicking through the gram. When did this story break? Saturday, Friday. Uh, Dior. Oh, fucking Dior. Whenever it broke, but I was flicking through my gram and I saw a photo on David Fafita's Instagram of him and Payne Haas sitting out at some Balinese uh, hotspot, just chilling. Nice little photo of the two friends, and just went. I have no reason to think that something will go wrong, but I was like, geez, imagine if something like, like you, you wouldn't want something to go down with Payne Haas with you, who would just kill people. Payne has done nothing. But then. But he's also the biggest boy to ride the pine. He's the biggest, thickest blue boy to ride the pine, origin wise. So when you've got someone that big who's, you know, enjoying himself, letting his hair down with another young throbber. Yes. In Bali, where. Anything's, nothing's off the table. Nothing's off the table over there. It's carefree. It's, it's a carefree. carefree island, and it's got a carefree nature about yes. it, which rubs off on young, rugby unsuspecting league rugby league players. Yes. So the reports are that David has had a skinful, and we know that a rugby league skinful is a skinful like no other. Well, it's it's triple to quadruple as much as a normal stock standard skinful. Yes. A league skinful by the factor of four or five. <laughs> And that's and that's just math. That's basic math. So do with those numbers what you will. But the so, dribbler may not have got that. The punter will have. The punter will have absolutely understood that, mainly because of their proclivity towards gambling and increase odds. Yes. The dribbler just know it's a rugby league skinful. Now Dave's had a rugby league skinful, and I believe may have been asked to leave this nightclub, same nightclub that Big Nell uh, fed a gentleman. Mm. Uh, almost removed his Almost face. removing his sk- the skin from his face with one fell swoop of his elephant hoof hands. Uh, Dave's been asked to leave. On his way out, has jobbed the bloody security guard. Did he job the guy that asked him to leave? I don't know. I just know that he jobbed a secchi on the way out. Yeah. He's then got a uh, like a, a motor a scooter taxi to take him home. That's actually very mature of, of David. Because usually jump on they jump on their own scooters and hoon off. Correct. Now that could be some some uh, nicely imagine uh, having PR'd sort of uh, rhetoric. But just don't just, 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 don't don't uh, wrap David up deluxe too quickly, Eddie, because he then proceeded to try and jump off the moving motorbike taxi to continue feeding the security so, guard. So hops on and is leaving, and leaves, I assume leaves this- feeds the seki on the bike. No, on the way out. Okay, so then he mounts out. a bike. Yeah, and then I'm assuming someone said something potentially. Well, you don't hop on and then 
come back for more. Who knows, though? A rugby league skinful is a rugby league skinful. skinful that's true. Something's prompted him Something to hop has. off the bike. Look, you know what? What did they do to provoke him? That's what I want to know. Because, mm. you know, who? I'm not ready to say it's all Dave's fault. No, neither am I. Because they could have said some nasty things. They could have. And who knows what the writers of the offseason had put in the script for the Secchi and gone, now, when he gets well, on that bike... Well, that's that's... Look, that's the other thing that you can't overlook because if you've got the greatest writers in the land in one room, a war room, yeah. coming up with off-field content and getting whipped and whipped well by totally his gang of... Merry men. <laughs> then there's no telling what they've put into his mouth. No. And because I'm from where I'm sitting, Tom, I'm prepared to bet and bet big money yeah. that it was... It was something really deranged and despicable. (laughs) Really grim shit that they've said to young David. (laughs) So David's leapt or tried to leap from a moving motorbike. Did he stick the landing? Did not. Well, I I believe, Eddie, and again, if you believe what you read, which... We do. We do, allegedly. In this occasion. In this occasion. uh, Logie Award winning riders. uh, David's gone to back for a second feed, but the... Scooter taxi man has stopped him. Stopped him how? Well, that's... I mean, I don't know. Maybe... See, this is starting to get... I'm not going to say far-fetched, but... Scooter drive... Balinese people aren't that big. And I'm just generalising here, right? Yes, racially speaking. Just like... No, just like statistically, right? Statistically. Yes, no, well, in, in comparison to David. Yes. Okay. No, everyone's small compared yeah, to yeah. David, especially Balinese. So, it, you know, and now I'm being asked to believe that... So David's gone out and fed. I can believe that. Comfortable with that. He's jumped on the back of the bike. He's a responsible guy. Happy with that. I believe that. Um, someone's yelled some really grim, disgraceful stuff to him, and he's proceeded to jump off. Happy with that. Yeah. Pr- pretty sure he sticks to landing. Yeah. May have been a slight wobble but, yeah, but I'm, I'm still comfortable athlete but now you've lost me when I'm asked to believe that David Fafida the young million dollar throbber yeah is being held back by someone that wasn't his mate Payne biggest bloke to ride the pine half <laughs> no and you know what Eddie and where this does fall apart is maybe they have this was the section of the offset the episode that was written by you know your neighbours writers one yeah. of the they've subbed in they've what? subbed in a neighbours writer for this part of the episode and you can tell because it's gone a little bit far fetched <laughs> it's a little hard to believe yeah. and that's why they're not winning low with yeah, this yeah. section of it. Yeah. The but home and away guys have gone for coffee, gone th- for lunch, that's and it. the neighbours boys And neighbours have, have been this. left to their own devices yeah. and they've fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> now, that being said, we've got to believe what we read, right? Because that's what we're here for. Well, that's we're what, here to believe well. what we read. So somehow... Defying all laws of physics and uh, reasonable, be- what you know, what is reasonable to believe as a mm. human being, David has been held onto this moped by a tiny <laughs> Balinese man, <laughs> or woman, or both, or both. <laughs> there are no limits to how many people you're allowed on the scooters <laughs> over there. So who knows? Could have been a full family of people holding him on. That's actually more believable than anything neighbours had come up with. <laughs> All right, well, if we go with that aspect of it... So maybe a full family, a full Balinese family family. has managed to corral David back onto the the moped. He's since left, and then I believe the Balinese security guard who potentially hurled some vile abuse at David has then gone to the police because he's like, I'm sick of tourists coming over here and acting up. Mm. And also, I'm pretty sure that was David Fafita. And also, I'm pretty sure that was David Fafita, (laughs) uh, the million-dollar (laughs) thrower. 
So <laughs> that guy's the as if they don't know the Seckies by this stage. It's like if you see like a giant jacked Australian, yeah. chances are they who's play, had a rugby league skin who's had a rugby league skin for and is still uh, still able to walk. <laughs> He's still conscious. He's, well, he's like he's like a zombie. It's like they you know they're just there. They aren't falling over. Yeah, yeah. Then safe to assume that you know they're professional athletes. So he's got him arrested. David's been in there now since then. David has apologised to the Balinese security. Have you seen the photo of the security guard? Yes. Have you seen how tiny? Yes that security guard is. <laughs> yes. And the fact that David Fafita, I'm surprised that security guard isn't dead. When you think about the fact that he has fed this young gentleman. Well, he's only got him once. Bro, this guy is a tiny... And again, it makes sense that this is the part of the episode that Neighbours wrote because yes. no one believes... I don't know how that man survived a punch from David Fafita. But have you seen the like the apology photo in the prison? Yeah. Like El Chapo and Sean Penn? <laughs> it's like the most ridiculous David doesn't ever. look happy either. Well, of course and not, because was, David's probably just had to give this guy 40,000 fucking whatever. And he was, he was escorted back to prison. Yeah. Did you see the video of David's mate rocking up to prison with a plastic bag full of beers? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's the, I missed that. It's the dumbest thing in the world. It is, it is so rugby league. Some absolute dribbler <laughs> has he's got like a, a a mask over his nose and mouth, like a uh, what a pollution mask, like a pollution mask over his mouth and a hat on, and he's walking out of the. It's like he's come. The video starts with him leaving the prison. So what I can only assume is that he has arrived with a plastic bag full of beers gone in there to try and see David and then obviously has been told no and has had to walk out with a bag of beers and that's when the media's cottoned on and they've been like, what is your relationship to David Fafita? He's like, I've got no idea you're talking about, man. I'm just here to see a mate, have a drink with a mate and then just walks out and you're like, oh my God. So he's tried to go have a beer with him and they're like, no, mate, fuck off. This is prison, bro. (laughs) You can't have a beer with him in here. He's just fed a tiny Balinese security guard. What Bing Tangs? Couldn't see through the plastic bag, but you could tell it was it was uh, it was beers, and such was the reporting. Is there a chance that he's walked in with beers and cash and left with beers? Well, now I think it's safe to assume, and again, when we when we say safe to assume, alleged punters, dribblers, that the Bron- there was someone from the Broncos who's gone over there. Oh, and they've supplied the cash. I believe they would have supplied the cold hard. Uh, now, what is it again? Balinese dollars. I forget. Uh, so do I. Rupiah. Rupiah. That was fucking me off. And it's Indonesian Rupiah. Indonesian Rupiah. So Dave, you can imagine, uh, has parted with a significant amount of uh, Rupiah. Mm. And that would be both to the tiny security guard that he fed. And his family. And his family. Probably the entire family that kept him on the scooter. Mm. And then also to... Uh, the, some of the people at the jailhouse. Well, the higher-ups. I think everyone, he had to grease some serious wheels with Rupiah. Yes, it was, yeah, a greasing of Rupiah. A greasing of wheels via, via Rupiah. Yeah, yeah. When I read that a, a Brisbane spokesperson had been flown over, yeah. I thought, yes, with what, I wonder. 
Rupiah in tow. Rupiah in tow, yeah. Bags full of rupiah. We'll take two seats, one for the rupiah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I do need uh, to have check luggage. It is suitcases full of rupiah for almost the entire nation of uh, Indonesia. But that brings us to Monday night, uh, November 11. Yes. Where is... Where's David at now? Dave's, is he still locked up? I think he's still over there. Well, he's definitely still over there. I believe he's still locked up. Well, our thoughts and prayers go out to David. Well, I just can't wait to see what the... Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, i tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app you'd see some I, I seem to bet better when i'm not around people and i'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day see what's happening it's when i'm able to be as 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 gifted as i think i am so basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance that is games. what i'm saying yes yeah yeah you know for example you could say it's also a 24 hours before a game though right no, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yep. or Hines doesn't play. Yep. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. You'd, yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught if out. If you're following on my prof is what I'm saying is yeah. daddy... They are calling me daddy value, and I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets do you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well... <sighs> You're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm a father of a dog. No, you're not a father of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, You can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where... The, you know, everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Guru's yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's, no, but he's got it on and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Toddler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still a live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I'd be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting... So you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. No, we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But I did the bets. No, you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They weren't on your profile. They weren't there. They weren't on my profile? No. Well, I'm going to... I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do You didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told and that's me, it. Tobler told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. You're right. So that's the problem. That's the problem. We've, we've now uncovered... You didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes. Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Nads. Fuck you, Tobler. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season, we know that. 
It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Hellosport.shop. I just come up with next. Well, they'll be they'll be in the war room now. They're in the war room right now. They can't let him out until they've written the, written next, the next part pat- of the, the next chapter. Well, so that's why they're in, that's holding why. patterns. Yeah. You know, holding patterns. That's the flavor of the that's month. it. It's all it's it's, epi- it's episodic. You know, you can't. just... Oh, you want to hear what happens to David? Tune in next, next week. That's so what we're saying. That's what we're doing. And um, you know, I don't think Gold Logie is out of question for David's performance in this. No. I also don't think. I mean, this. Uh, war room that Toddley and his merry men have got together of uh, great Australian writers could be up for Logies. I think Logies are plenty. Rupia are plenty. I'm look. I'm, I'll hand out the Logies when I see how this is plays uh, out. Plays out. Yeah, but it's a awards season, and you know it's got Logie buzz about it this off season. Oh, it's got Logie. Buzz. It's got serious Logie. Oh, it's got buzz. Logie buzz. Don't make no mistake. There's Logie buzz. Punters and dribblers, uh, obviously Saddle Club, critical acclaim, mm. couldn't have gone better. No. Um, one of the great podcasts ever conceived by man. Yep. And, but not only conceived, executed. Yes. It was executed to perfection, Tom, mm. with the aid of Rosina Rose. Now, Rosina Rose, one of the top drops, the top drop. Top drop. Top drop stuff. Yeah. Absolutely top drop stuff. Now, Delicious. La- last time I checked, it was almost summer in Australia. Correct. And summer in Australia means that you need a Rosina on hand or a rosé. What you do need in your summer stable yeah. or staple. Yes. I'm not sure what the correct there is. If it's stable, it's staple, D or that. But well, what you do need is a rosé that you can rely on, you can depend upon, and one that you can go, well, I know this isn't going to be so sweet that I'm going to get diabetes just by being in five metres from it. Yeah. And it's also not so dry that I too will die of dehydration. It's got to be that Goldilocks zone of sweetness and dryness. Yes. Of a pinkish hue and a light pink summer breeze. It's got to be your, your everyday rosé. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we found that. It's a rosé for every day. It found us. Uh, it found us in the form of six glorious bottles that were consumed in their entirety in one sitting. Yes. That's what's possible with Rosina Rosé. Correct. Now, where do you buy it, Punished Drippers, you might ask? Go to Mad Hatter Wine Co. Dot com. Mad had a wine co dot com. Now, you, for the punter... You know how to use the internet? Do that. Now, for the punter and the dribbler who likes getting money off, mm. 25% off the store. The whole store. The whole store. Hello Sport, that's the code. Drop Hello Sport and you get 25% off the entire store. So if you're thirsty and you live in this country, go to madhadawineco.com. Hello Sport as the code. 25% off. Love that. Fucking no-brainer. That's a good deal. So get your summer essential. Do it. Not too sweet. Not too dry. Perfect. Rosina Rosé. Everyday Rosé. Habitable zone. Also, just wanted to touch on this just to finish. Heard some rumours today. Mm-hmm. Breaking rumours. Breaking Bre- rumours. Breaking rumours. Breaking rumours that Eddie Jones headed back to Australia potentially 
uh, in the fullness of time, but not to coach the Wallabies, and that sort of took me by surprise. I thought, okay, what what would it be for? Well, then? he's well, then he's uh, the only way for us at least initially was that if he doesn't coach the Wallabies, we're going to impeach him. Yes. Now it turns out again could be a rumor, doesn't matter. It piqued my interest that he's interested in coaching a rugby league side and wouldn't mind taking over the Rabbitohs from Wayne Bennett. Apparently loves the game. That's why Sticky went over to the final and the semi-final and shit. And apparently, uh, as a Tasmanian, which I didn't know, loves Eddie's rugby, a Tasmanian loves rugby league. And I just thought to myself, that's not a sentence you say as a Tasmanian. I love rugby league. No, or as the coach of the, of the Wallabies rugby union side, English and, rugby union, and the Wallabies in the past. And now what, taking over from Wayne Bennett at the Rabbitohs? What's his rugby league background other than being a fan? The article also went on to say that it was the most like a rugby league team he'd seen England play. Wait, Eddie said that? No, that's that's what this journalist has said. That the way that England rugby played this year in this World Cup was very much like had its basis in rugby league fundamentals. Well, that doesn't help, does it, when you're trying to win a rugby World Cup? No wonder they didn't win it. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Look, weird article. Is Eddie angle. trying to make excuses for losing the World Cup by saying, I'm too I obsessed with league? Them. I'm too much of a league fan, and I realise that now. I coached him like a league team. I coached him like I would have had I been Co- working for the Rabbitohs. Yes. And that's where My I fucked up. <laughs> but that's why we lost the World Cup final. Yeah, that's absolutely why we lost. And also, what I would like to say on the Rugby World Cup is this bleeds into it a little bit. Nice segue. The beautiful segue. Yeah. One of the great segues. Yeah. I'm starting to think that maybe we had the wool pulled over our eyes or we were naive. We didn't really realize, but that Eddie Jones and Ricky Stewart both sleepers for Australia here in trying to bring down England. Yes. Now, well, look, Ricky has a storied history of losing big dances. Yeah, he did it. win one, but that was also arguably off the back of a previous coach. But I, I we love Ricky. Mm. But he's he, he won one, then lost big dance, big dance back to back, and then big dance, and then big dance. Now, uh, Eddie Jones has now lost two big dances, having won one, having won one, but not as the as premier, an a, as, a, as an assist. Yes. So maybe. Look, I'm not ruling out sleeper at the time, and I think I speak for you too, and the punter and dribbler, Mm. that we were hot under the collar and I saw red when I heard that Eddie was trying to recruit fellow Australians to boy the English. Yes. Didn't sit well with you and I. No, it didn't. But with the power of hindsight, again, powerful. Very powerful tool. uh, And we stress that powerful tool to be used appropriately. Yes. I think there's a chance that we have two sleepers very much undercover doing the work for the nation. Because if you're Eddie Jones, obviously now we know a huge rugby league fan, almost identifies as a rugby league fan. That's the way it read. At, in rugby union. Yeah. I will say he's left it late to come and bring this up, but, you know. <laughs> Look, timing's everything. Timing's everything, and I feel like Eddie has left it very late to 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 uh, share with the world his uh, love of rugby league, but that's fine. Um, but if you're Eddie and you need to bring over a coach who's going to, uh, from rugby league... you A winner. A winner. He's chosen someone who, no knock on Ricky, 
but not a big dance man. No. Doesn't like, like the big moment now, I mean, as much as, as some of his... Um, contemporaries. That's right. <laughs> now, you think about Wayne Bennett. He's literally coaching the English Rugby League team. Yeah. That's, probably, that's he, probably a better match. He, he's, he's, uh, he is big dancers. Uh, he's famously a big dance man. Can dance better than any coach in the history of the game. Well, he can dance on cue. He can dance on cue. Dance better than anyone. Mm. He is... Uh, moves well. Moves well. Would shock you, but moves... The best I've ever seen. Silky. Yeah. And has taught others to dance well. Correct. Not only a good dancer, but a good teacher of dance. Yes, which is always a good sign. Especially in someone. Look, if you can dance well and teach others to dance well, that's holistic. And that is almost the perfect balance. That's it. Uh, Now, I'm I'm drawn to the old old adage of uh, dance with a man. He dances for a night. Teach a man to dance, and he dances That's for forever. a lifetime. Yes, a famous adage. It's a famous rugby league adage. Um, off forgotten, <laughs> but for the purest, oft remembered. Was- <laughs> <laughs> so what we're saying is. And now we realise that maybe Eddie was actually working against uh, the motherland, the old enemy, Mm. Her Majesty's Kingdom, the whole time. Uh, Evidenced by the fact that they played a Barry Crocker shocker in the the final. And they brought over a a, a noted man with two left feet in Ricky Stewart. Not not a big dancer at all. Shocking. Absolutely appalling dancer. But the way they played in the semi versus the way they played in the final, it it had sleeper written all over it. It did, didn't it? Yeah, it was it was all sleeper work. Like they'd they'd been um, they'd been trained for the waltz, but were given you know their their orders were tango in the final. Uh, Eddie, just quickly, gonna need your attention. Yep, our boys got another win this week. Those crumbles, crumbles. Fucking love those crumbles. Famous win. Uh, I think they're nine and one, something like that. Are their premiership numbers knocking teams off left, right, and center? That's ring numbers. That would have done the comp. Yeah, yeah. Start sizing up the fingers. Yeah, yeah. Because and we'll take one as well. Well, obviously, I was talking about our fingers. Yeah. Because rings are en route. Mm. Because no team in the NBL from all the way up there to all the way down there. And even across and there. And even across there and out there, none of them. And in there. And in there, none of them. They can't hold a candle to our boys. No. Nah. So, congrats, Crumbles. Love ya. Punters, dribblers, obviously, uh, just days out now. Just days from Fight of the Century, Gallon versus Barry Hall. Yep. I keep going to call him Barry Hall Jr. I know that's not his name, and I that's don't know of, why it's in I my head. i tell you why, because of Gary Hall Jr. from Hawthorpe <laughs> and Hall, Hall and Thorpe. <laughs> Thorpe's in front. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Gary Hall Jr. Yeah, yeah. Or is that is that it? Dennis Cometti. Yeah, but is he... Dar- it's is Barry it, Hall. Oh. No, but is it Gary Hall? Gary Hall Jr. Yeah. That is right, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. So this is Barry, Barry Hall. Barry Hall Jr. Yeah, yeah. Barry Hall Jr. versus Paul Gallon in the Fight of the Century. Now, if anyone saw Gallon giving it to um, famed sports presenter Matthew De, De Groot. Uh, I'm, I believe so. Uh, famed is also <laughs> loose terminology. 
deal. But he looks like he's in the nick of his life. And I fully expect Barry Hall Jr. Yes. to get the feeding of his life. So you think Gal's going to give out a Nelson yes. so far Solomon so. style feeding prediction. to Barry? That's my prediction. I'm not sure who to uh, to Barry for. Obviously, uh, Gal, you know, uh, undefeated in boxing. But Barry just... I'm, I'm very easily swayed by the aesthetics the look aesthetics I'm, I'm of all very... aesthetics are mis- are misleading though oh absolutely like if are. someone looked at you they'd go there's no way you could score 50 runs and then you see me and I dance across the pitch like it's going out of fashion you float I agree so I you, agree you, you understand but that that aside aesthetics still catch me baby you know what I oh, mean oh aesthetics catch me but you know, I you see those arms on hall you see he is absolutely jacked I, th- I think he gasses quickly Oh, I'm sure he will. I wonder if they test for PEDs in this thing. And I'm I'd, not accusing anyone of anything. I'm I would curious. say I would say absolutely not. I think the promoters would have a little bit they'd have some cash rolled up in this thing. Is it because it, is it a professional? I think it might be a professional fight. I don't know. Yeah, I, it wouldn't be. Is it sanctioned? I doubt it. Okay, speaking of sanctioned and this was sickening. So, and there is zero media coverage such is the scatness of this fight. Uh, Lucas Big Daddy Brown is an Australian yes. heavyweight boxer. Didn't now, he climb to the tippy top? He did. So he won the heavyweight world title in like Russia or against Poland. Chip, Poland, something weird. But then pissed hot yep. and had it stripped. And he he denied it, yeah. but you know, this is what happens. He has then since sort of been, you know, he's still been up and there and abouts. But then uh, following him, uh, he's had like a bunch of. Um, Fighters pull out. All this shit's going on. Mm. He's uh, but he's like a he's a contender for heavyweight world title fights and shit, right? Yeah, Lucas yeah. Big Daddy Brown. He's been having all these fighters drop out of fights. He'd had all these things lined up fighting, and then he's obviously had one. I don't know if he had a fight drop out this weekend or something, but I just saw on bloody uh, like Instagram, where all good material is, mm. that uh, Hopawadi. Signed up to fight John him. John Hopawadi agreed to fight him on nine days' notice at St Mary's RSL <laughs> or something on the weekend. Heavyweight contender Lucas Big Daddy Brown and John Hopawadi, fifty-year-old father of fifteen, who or got whatever, fed by Gallon by Paul Gallon, what six months ago, who's a rugby league player, and so what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, dude. And so I was like. I'd remembered that it was happening. It happened on the weekend, right? And I'd remembered at seeing St Mary's RSL, something like that, like a real shithole. How did we fight. miss this? Well, I saw that it, it had. Well, we didn't record a podcast last week at the Saddle Club, right? True. And it was a late thing that I saw, and I was like, "Oh my god, uh, Hopper is going to fight this like this ridiculous fight." Speaking of how the fuck do things get sanctioned? Then, you know, today I was like, "Oh, well, I wonder what happened in that fight." There's, I'm looking on Fox. There's no coverage of it anywhere. No one's reported it anywhere. Nothing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Go on YouTube and the full fight is on YouTube, such as the, there's no rights to it because it sucks. Yeah. And it was like, I watched the fight and you could tell that Lucas was like, I've got to try to keep him around for a little bit here because this is already pretty dodgy that I'm doing this. Like, I, was, I don't know how desperate he is for a fight, but it's like, I've got to keep him around for a little bit. Well, he's obviously, they're obviously both desperate for, you know, Hopper 10 goes, grand. Hopper was like, Hopper's like, hey man, I'm going to be able to give my kids uh, brand branded noodles instead of home brand noodles after I do this thing. Like, Hopper, 
Hopper knows what he's in for, and he just has to do it because he's got to feed his family, right? Like, I can respect what Hopper's yeah, doing. Yeah, but Hopper's got sons that are on... Serious coin. Serious coin. Yeah, yeah. No, he has, like, he's this, got one son on well, Serious Yeah, but coin. Albert will be on Serious coin. You would think so. So what the hell's going on? Well, look, he obviously... I don't know whether... Who knows? Who right. knows what the bloody well, we, financial makeup is of the it's family? It's a rhetorical question. But you know Hopper also has like 12 kids yeah. and they've all got to go to school. They've all got to eat. They've all got to, you know, whatever. So... I'm sure Will isn't paying for Will Hopewadi Hopper's son isn't paying for all the other fucking family members. Though I'm sure he chips in, although I'm talking about this with like I know. But anyway, Lucas has got to keep Hopper around. So in the first round, they're like, you know, and Hopper's coming out old as shit. Like, <laughs> is he? He'd be fifty-five. Google it. He'd be he'd be late forties, if not fifty. John Hopewadi. He'd have to be. <laughs> oh my god! How old is he? No, I'm just... It's 45. Oh, 45. But still... Mate, 45. Fuck, he's also old as fuck. He's also hasn't competed professionally in anything for, what, 15 years. And, I mean, yeah, he fought Gallon, right? Got... He got... He almost shut, got killed. He got, he got the lights shut out. Like, he was motionless on the canvas. It was a full-blown knockout. It wasn't like a referee stoppage. In fact, the ref might have stopped the gallon Hopewadi fight as he leant against the ropes lifeless, but it was like... The ropes were holding... The punches were keeping him up yeah, yeah. and the ropes were stopping him from falling back. So then when the punches stopped, he just kind of went bang and fell like a tree. Anyway, we're back to Big Daddy Brown. Big Daddy Brown is like six foot five, fucking yoked. And <laughs> was a heavyweight champion Was a heavyweight champion of the world and is still up in that... Like, he could be fighting... He could very easily fight a contender for the heavyweight world. To, like, I'm not saying I don't think he'd ever get back to a belt, but he could certainly fight some of the contenders, right? So basically what's happened, he is... Needs a fight. He needs to fight he so desperately fight. they've gone, who will take this? On nine days' notice... There's one man. John Hopper. John Hopper. <laughs> and Hopper's gone in there and just been pieced up. But then, like, Hopper made him bleed because Hopper's in there going... I mean, I may as well swing for the metaphorical fences here. Yeah. And that's what he's done. And he caught him a couple of times, but by and large, like, he's it's Hopper who's a dribbler, like, who just like... An he's old a, dribbler. He's an old dribbler who just ha likes to throw and biff, does Hopper, as opposed to a professionally trained boxer who's that's his career, yeah. who's like, movement's all right, you know, he's moving around, he's fucking jabbing and doing all this shit. And then by the end... How long did it go for? It went into, like... The second minute of the second round. Okay, so he kept him around first round. Yeah, but he also dropped him in the first like minute and a half, and then kept him around. And the dude, some of the shots you're just seeing Hopper's head get snapped back, and you're just like, bro, who has allowed this fight to happen? How many people were at the St Mary's RSL? You could hear individual screams. <laughs> I was watching it going... That's always the benchmark for how many are in the room. Yeah, if, if you, you can, can hear, hear individual people go, Dodge, Lucas! Get him, Lucas! Look out, John! You know, move! Stick and move! You're like, oh, bruh, you can... And you could see you could see the back walls. So, you know, if yeah, the camera... Yeah, you yeah, could see course. the back walls. You could see empty seats. White, they, they roll out the white plastics? There was white plastics, absolutely. There was yeah, white plastics. Yeah, what yeah. do you think? So, well, I'm just making sure. No, 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 of course. But so really what I am also saying is that we were treated to a fight of the century on Saturday that we didn't even know happened. happened. So basically we've got two fights of the century in the same back week. Back to back. 
what a time to be alive. Yeah, uh, real treat. Maybe even put that link up for the punter and the dribble. You know what I might? I will, I will either put the link up or, in fact, you know what I will do, punters, dribblers, because the link in our bio is always to the latest podcast. So, no, I won't put the link up. What I will encourage you to do is a little bit of dioring here. Do your own research. Just go to YouTube and type in Lucas Brown versus John, versus John Hapawati. It'll be the first video that comes up and be sure to skip through it <laughs> because it's a shit show. Um... Well, that was fun. But that's fight sports. Uh, go, gal, go. All right, time for dribble dribbles. Yep. Uh, this is from Mark1OW, Mark Lowe. Uh, hey, dribblers, I was perplexed. It's a bit of a, it's a, and some of these are a bit older because obviously we didn't get to it last week. Yeah, that's right. Hey, dribblers, I was perplexed uh, on the weekend at the number of presumed Aussie sports tragics uh, of friends of mine who threw the support behind England. When quizzed on this, uh, most cited some political bullshit to do with South Africa or grating or their grating accent. My question is, can anyone who claims to bleed green and gold ever support England? Soccer World Cup excluded. For for me, it wouldn't matter if it was ISIS for England. Uh, I would agree. Mate, basically, if, if they're in a sport that we're in, then no, you can't ever go for England. They're no. last. Yeah. They, they, they come last. They come last. And that's just a fact. And there's nothing... There's no around, going around that. No, no, there's no two ways about it. There's no way you can circumnavigate it. There's and no even, like, generally speaking, the safest rule of thumb is you don't ever support England. No. And that's just it. That's it. So, Mark... Unless it's a war. Mark, unless it's a war and they are an ally. Yes. That's it. And even then, <laughs> I mean, that's a tough spot to be in there. Wartime. Yeah. Wouldn't be making any commitments. No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't make any commitments, but... Especially in wartime. Yeah. <laughs> But to your friends, look. Get new friends. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get new friends, Mark. Yeah. But thank you. Get them out out. of your life. (laughs) Uh, This is for you to read, Eddie. This is from BJ Edwards. BJ Edwards, obviously a dribbler. Big time Um, dribbler. Evidenced by the length of this. Evidenced by the length. Okay, so BJ Edwards... BJ underscore Edwards Graham, if if anything about this upsets you and... You You need to go and find him. Uninformed opinion and long dribble coming in hot here, gents. Thank you for setting us up. So I've been looking into the Joe Rogan podcast and why such an average potty is so successful. Don't get me wrong. The guy is a throbber, but he's the king of shit dribble, and he is far too new age to understand the complex needs of the modern punter. Well, yeah, okay. (laughs) Anyway, I've basically put his success down to an incredibly powerful alpha-beta dynamic. Now, for those who are edgy enough to not have listened to the Joe Rogan podcast, Joe has an assistant slash beta named Jamie, or Young Jamie, and his role is basically to Dior for Joe when asked. Jamie is basically a human Google search. Joe being a top dog slash cock at the table on the table alpha in the potty game can just click his fingers and have his little boy do as told anyways my research has led me to believe that all the great throbbers of the world are allowed to throb extra hard when they have a side beater to help amplify their alpha think about it brett lee has shane lee the mighty violet crumbles have that team they play sometimes Andrew Johns has Matty Johns. Steve Smith has the entire Australian Ashes squad. The All Blacks have the Wallabies. Batman has Robin. Mario has Luigi. Frodo has Sam. Actually, scrap that. Sam was alpha as fuck. Frodo was gamma and Sam had to came up Mount Doom. 
exclamation mark. Anyways, I digress. My question to you guys is, will you ever hire a beta to cement the alpha beta dynamic of Hello Sport? And if so, I would like to volunteer my beta mate, Daniel Gallagher, who would love to get coffees for your interns. Beers soon, gents. Paid for and delivered to our table by Daniel, friend of the show, BJX. Um, look, he raises a pretty good point. He does make a good point. Probably not something that I wake up and think about, but now that it's been placed in front of me, so eloquently, I might add, yes. I'm starting to think that, yes. We may need a beta. We may need a beta to throw things at and fetch us beers when we need them. And to, you know, look up Hopawati's age when we're in the throes of a yarn. Look, it would be helpful for us to have a beta to do those things. Maybe to get the fight up in the background and so I can giggle about it live instead of you describing it to me. Correct. There's absolutely advantages of that. And you do raise a great point about all alphas have a beta. Obviously, all other sports podcasts are our beta. Mm. Most of them anyway. There's yes. a couple from which we enjoy from afar. Great cricketer. Great cricketer. One of them. Certainly not our betas. Uh, Dill Buckley, friend of the Dill show. Dill Buckley. But there's plenty of beta shit out there. But in terms of on-air stuff, yeah, sure. Like, if you want to send Gallagher in here... As long as... Uh, Gallagher knows that there is going to be zero financial remuneration for his work. Yeah, but if he is in the business of giggles and yarns and dribble... And dribble. We can pay him in that currency. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because that's the currency with which we trade. We're we're wealthy in dribble. We are, absolutely. You know Jeff Bezos? That's us, except way more powerful in the world of dribble and yarn. We are... Billionaires. Yeah. Trillionaires. Trillionaires in the dribble and yarn currency. currency. Yeah. So we can pay him. In dribble and yarn. In dribble and yarn. So there's not that. mad at it, BJ. Not mad at it. Uh thank you for reaching out and certainly beer soon to you, young throbber. Now just want to check if there was cause uh I think now we move on um we dance on to the uh What's it called? We dance on to some of the Dribbler Hotline. And this is where I'm excited, to be honest with you. This is some seriously <laughs> exciting stuff. Excuse me, Dribblers. Now, let me get up the Dribbler Hotline for us. If we've left you out this week of the Dribbler Hotline, just know that it's all love, but it wasn't good enough. All love, but do better. Yeah. All right, we've got a few here, so uh, I'm just going to go back to fucking hell. We'll just rip. We'll just let them rip and see how they go because there's a few. In- All right, first one, 30th of October. G'day, boys. Uh, first time dribbler, long time listener. I'm going to go with Ayla, my alias as uh, Bone Man. Don't know why, but it just felt right. Uh, sure. Just listened to this week's episode, and once again, Audible Gold. Uh, I did want to ring up and shed some light on rib removal. Uh, you may recall that I uh, left a review a couple of months back about it being uh, the best way to enjoy the podcast is really to sort of do a bit of auto-fellatio um, on your own throbber. Uh, and yeah, so I have had the rib removal and just wanted to sort of touch base and say that it's really changed my life. <laughs> Uh, I don't want you to picture it too vividly, but just trying to stress the importance of, uh, you know, it gives me something to look forward to each week, as you can measure. Uh, the uh, the pleasure is just 
almost uncontrollable, but, you know, when harnessed, it's a beautiful thing. Um, just quickly, uh, obviously, uh, MotoGP, I guess, not your bag, but I wanted to shout out Jack Miller on his third place at Phillip Island this week. Um, race, a really good race. I got a bit fortunate with uh, Vignales crashing out, but that's what happens when you try and keep up with Marquez, who's an absolute alpha male. Um, <laughs> love seeing Jack Miller podium in his home nation. Um, so, yeah, once again, boys, always love listening to you, and uh, hopefully uh, there'll be more dribbles to come. Bye, man out. Oh, bone man love that you know it's a dribbler when he when he transitions from, from auto fellatio into, into MotoGP third place yeah <coughs> after talking about fully gobbing himself off and then Jack Miller winning well, uh, no coming third coming third sorry <laughs> Which that was a, fantastic. That was fantastic. Bone, bone man, man. That, that's look. That's what it's all about. That's what it's. That's all about. what it's all about. Uh, now we move on to <laughs> our next one. First of November. Okay, boys. Uh, Tom Spiller here. Um, quick query. Just wondering when the hell you guys having your one-on-one step versus step battle because Good question. you both talk a lot of shit, blew a lot of smoke up each other's asses, mm-hmm. and I'm yet to see any results. So I thought it had to be spring. It's getting awfully close to summer. That's a good point. <laughs> Do we say spring? We did say spring. Tom Tom Spiller there, I believe was his name. We got to get it done. We do. Maybe we, we look to do that very soon. We're going to have to, just trying to think about when might be possible. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to figure it out. We're going to work that out, Tom, but that, you're right. Look, Tom, I will say this. It'll happen before the end of the year. End of spring. Has to be we had to do it in spring. We said spring. We said spring. Okay. Summer starts when, Eddie? December? First. Okay, so we got a couple of weeks here. We gotta do it before spring. Is finished. We said that. We gotta be men of our word. We do. Otherwise we can't what trust are we? it. What are we? No, good point. Uh Tom, appreciate you uh bringing that up. For those of you who don't know, Eddie and I will be competing in a three point competition or a basketball shootout competition. Is it going to be horse? Potentially something of that nature uh, to decide who is the Steph Curry and who is the Seth Curry. If you have any uh, formats that you think would lend themselves to a Seth versus Steph Curry shoot-off, then send them in. All right, let's go to the next one. Hey, it's just Mac Bell ready for a big dribble. Uh, Look... Mate, like, seriously, we're fucking sick of the Wallabies. We're sitting here in Cascade, Esperance, absolutely smashing a few EMU exports. We've literally listened to about 30 hours from Sydney down and across to Esperance. We've made our trip, and we've made it across Nova, listening to you boys and just going, holy fuck, you make them... Make some points that are very unbiased and a very unwavered opinion. And what we would like to say is full credit to that. And if you ever get a chance, shout out to the Rob College boys making making the trip across to Western Australia. Fuck the Wallabies, they've shit the bed. They've completely shit the bed. There is no other way of saying it. We absolutely agree with that. Full on. Fucking dribblers, and we're just thinking. We just thought about the Sava. We're just like, no, we'll just play fuck it footy and shit the bed. And we really, 
We'll really get around the old Hello Sport podcast. Listen to your boys this whole way. Um, Pull one out. Um, Beer soon. Beer's pending. We'll have a cold one. I'm Rob College. Rob College. Now... I don't know where Rob College is. I'm going to Is Rob guess, College a bloke I'm or gonna, is that a college? I'm going to guess Armadale or Canberra. Okay, is there any reason for that? It's in my head somewhere okay. for some reason. Okay. And they've driven from there to Esperance, which I believe is in Western Australia. So he was full. He was absolutely he full. He was full of And the I brim. believe that we may have been the soundtrack to that journey. So 30 hours of us in the lobes I mean, that only gets you 30 apps into 180. Yeah. Um, so you could basically drive around the world and not stop listening to us. Technically. I'm not sure on the maths. Look, we're not we're not telling you you have to, but if you wanted to drive around the world, you could whilst listening to us, and you could do it in its entirety. And never get bored. And never get bored. So basically, if you've got a long trip around ahead of you, like driving around the world, mm. then do it listening to us. That's what I learned from that situation. That's what I got. Uh, shout out to the Robs College boys. Shout out to the Robs College boys. Uh, good on you, boys. Uh, next one here. Fuck, we got a few here from this motherfucker. I think you left a couple. Yeah, hey, Tom and Eddie. Uh, just Nathan uh, Bung Lenore here, actually. Um, so, live from Dubbo, it is currently 6.20. We've been drinking since 5 a.m., uh, just looking forward to seeing some updates of Derby Day and seeing some of the live checkies you put on. I'll call up and give you some uh, updates of how we go. We're going 5 a.m. to 5 a.m. Love that. And um, yeah, just thought I'd keep you informed and be here soon. Talk soon, boys. Have a good one. See you later. All right, appreciate that. Uh, great update from great from, update. The, from the motherland. Um, Love that. Now let's just uh, we you sent us another one here. Hey Tom, hey Eddie, um, quick update here, uh, this is Nathan Bung Lenord. I did uh, call up numerous times through Derby Day for the uh, 5am to 5am. Uh, quick update, I have broken my L1 lumbar in my back and I think I've done some damage to my shoulder as well as head but no brain injury as per so far. Um, thanks guys, I just thought I'd let you know. Um, Beer soon, huge fan of the show. Um, anyway, love is and leave is. Bro, so Nathan, after coming and telling us how he's going to go uh, from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. or 5 p.m. to 5 a.m., he, he was gearing up for one of the largest nights of all time. He then hit us up on uh, Instagram. Were we missing some of his updates? I don't know, but I think that it's, by and large... We got, he started off planning to go big and then now he's broken his back. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like you don't need much more than that. So he sent through some photos, which we will put on our social media because he didn't tell us not to. So you'll be able to see them on Instagram shortly. But he sent us a, he sent us and said, just to show you guys the voice messages I left on Saturday were legit. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, hope you're all right. So, uh, from Saturday morning to I think the, oh, sorry, sorry, I'll explain tomorrow. I f- he goes, uh, I f- I'll explain it more. I fell off a pub roof, sneaking in, and broke my L one in my back and a heap of muscles in my shoulder. Ha ha. I was, <laughs> so I was like, give us some fucking rundown of what happened. 
I got so I got kicked out of the famous Amaru. Climbed yep. onto the Woolies a couple of roofs next door, trying to sneak in, and fell off a five to six meter roof onto a concrete alleyway. Uh, I know exactly I, where he's done yeah, that. It's so edge. Pulling out of uh, pulling out power and hitting a hot water system, <laughs> knocking me out for several hours. Several hours. I woke up, walked home, and went to hospital where I found out I fractured my vertebrae and torn muscles in my rotator cuff. Also a heavy concussion uh, until just recently. Also still undergoing ultrasounds and physio for the next week. Be soon, boys. (laughs) Sorry I took so long to get back to you. It's like, bro, don't worry about getting back to us. Just get back to you. Just get better. Get better. Then he says... Get back to normal. He says, P.S. I also lost my phone somewhere in the climb. If you can do a shout-out for the people to keep an eye out for a Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus in a maroon fold-out wallet case in the podcast, that would be great. So if you're around... Is this Dubbo area? Dubbo, yeah. It's in Dubbo, Main Street, Emory yeah. on the Main Street. If you find a uh, Samsung Galaxy S10 and a maroon fold-out wallet uh, with cards and shit in there... Send it to us and we'll send it to him. For Nathan, who... <laughs> That might be the greatest dribbler dribble ever. Have you seen the photos of him? Yeah, it's unbelievable. One of the great dribbles. One of the great dribbles of all time. May not be topped. I don't know how it can be. Obviously, we don't like anyone to be hurt, but it's... He promised to go big or go home. You know what? Let's follow him on the gram. I think he he deserves that much. He's earned that. He's earned it. Um, Tremendous dribble. Tremendous. Is this one a bit of a dribble or is it any fun? Boys, boys. Fellow dribbler. Fella punter, fella snorter. Fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> Could you play that one again? Who was that? Listen to this. This is so good. Boys, boys, boys. Fellow dribbler, fella punter, fella snorter. Fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't come back. He's just done. I think he's just done. Gone into hiding. Anyway, thank you to everyone. Sorry we couldn't get to all of them there. If there were a few more, it was a little confusing in our inbox. Blame technology here. Obviously, we... Just know that we enjoyed them. We apologize apologize on behalf of technology. We don't apologize, if that makes sense, because we apologize for nothing ever. We're we're apologizing for the shortcomings of technology. That's it. And, uh, you know, we don't take responsibility for it. We didn't invent it. We didn't invent it. We utilize it as best we can, and we can only apologize on their behalf because, you know... We didn't invent it. So, you know, deal with it. Anyway, punish dribblers, what we do have to do now is re-ramp up our commitment to getting Kurtley Bill on this podcast because the obviously time we, the time has come. We allowed him time off of the World Cup. He said he'd come on after the World Cup and now it is the time to start really geeing up Kurtley. Pre-Christmas really is what we want. We want a pre-Christmas Kurtley. That would be the gift for the punter and the dribbler. So if we can get that off the ground, that'd be great. So that's going to require just... Manpower. Manpower. Raw, honest manpower. Like, 
how they built the pyramids. Or the man snowy power. hydro. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's manpower stuff. It's yeah. all hands on deck stuff. Uh, also manpower. Uh, all woman power. All woman power, similar to like the Vegas strippers manpower, the Australian, or they thunder from down under. There is also a stripping troupe of, of young buff men called manpower who you could also attribute to the sort of help we need <laughs> to get curtly over the line. Now, Her- is that a deviation from what we're talking about? Maybe up to you. Up to you. Dior, Dior if it's a if, if it's, it's a deviation, because we won't admit it. Curtly, please reach out, dear friend, dear chum. Yeah, can't wait to get you on at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram for all the punting and dribbling needs. Yeah, uh, when it's you, your daily dose. Of it's dribble. your daily dose of dribble and yarn. Uh, like, subscribe, five stars. Tell your friends. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. Get them onto the pod. Yeah. Uh, and please keep reaching out. Dribbler hotline. It's live. It's there. It's ready to go. DM it's slides. It's open 24-7. It's 24-7 situation. We've got an intern manning that phone 24-7. So, uh, I mean, outside of that, Eddie, I don't know what else to say to you. It's been a hell of a show, hell of a ride. It's been huge. I'm sweating. Bye-bye. I'm busy. Could you two just not talk anymore? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.